0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Joypad Podcast. Hope everyone has had a good week. We are super excited to be with you guys again today. Yeah, I am one of your hosts, Mike Fleming, um, and we also have Mike Pinto on. And I want to know, how are you doing, Mike? What are you up up to playing-wise? What are you playing?
1: Most of my time this past week has been devoted to, of course, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am in Wall Market, and it's bonkers. It's so good. I think I'm the only person that's played the Honey Bee Inn, which is disappointing because I want everyone else to experience that. And uh, I also jumped into XCOM Chimera Squad. Oh, right. That came out. Which is not technically XCOM 3, but it's like going to bridge the gap be- between XCOM 2 and XCOM 3, from what I understand. And it's good. It's very much like XCOM 2, but there's enough differences there to make it its own... Uh, entity.
0: Well, I think it it uses the same like engine, the same everything. I think it's just a like almost like a DLC equivalent, kind of. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I haven't gotten very far into it. I've only done like three or four missions because of Final Fantasy. Oh, of but course. I
0: do. I do plan
1: on jumping headfirst into that once my Final Fantasy lust is sated.
0: Yeah, well we actually we pre ordered that what? Like two weeks before it came out. I actually forgot it came out today or last <laughs> weekend. I thought it came out uh came out in in May. Again, this might be posted later. I, I have to get back into that. Personally I and I told you this, um Pinto, I've been playing Final Fantasy nine again, which I has love been that game. Experience because I actually haven't played a lot of Final Fantasy's recent ones that come out since I think the last one I played was 10. So I have 11 on, I haven't played. But Final Fantasy nine I forgot how good it is.
1: It is my personal favorite Final Fantasy. It is,
0: it is incredible. Really?
2: Yes. That's bold.
1: Well, <laughs> that's you know, bold. that's just like my
2: opinion, man. That's fine. You're <laughs> entitled to your opinion.
0: Yeah, I've been playing um through, so I. Where did I leave off? I just left off. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play at all t- uh, today. So my last thing I did was have the first battle with Beatrix. Because I'm pretty sure you fight her a couple times. Um, it's been a long time since I played through 9. I think I just battled her. And that's where I left off. Um, so personally, that's where that's where most of my gaming time has gone. Uh, Tom, what are you up to? What are you playing?
2: Well, f- first of all, since you've brought up her name, I have a, a question. Is it Beatrix, Beatrix,
0: or Beatrix? <laughs> I'm pretty that sure one. it's supposed to be Yeah, I think it's supposed to be Beatrix, I think is actually what it's supposed to be. But I've
2: I've always said Beatrix. I, I, said Beatrix. I, I, I actually
0: don't I'm not a hundred percent sure.
2: I was just thinking of um I, I watched uh Star Trek The Next Generation relatively recently, and there was an interview with Patrick Stewart, who plays Jean Luc Picard, where he talks about how his accent for the role was initially going to be very, very French. <laughs> uh, and he's just talking about how it, it morphed into like a, a high English accent after he came to like the first episode was like "jalousie Picard <laughs> They were like, they were like, so how about this? Americans don't really understand heavy French accents, so well, let's roll. That just back. be British, and they'll be fine with that. Yeah, you're you're French, you're British. It's the same thing. It's America. <laughs> so. And, Anyway, just the, the the light and fluffy light and fluffy X's got me there, yeah. which I thought was funny. Um, but anyway, I have been playing uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I am just before the same part that Pinto's at. Uh, I'm playing through with my wife, so after he told me that was where he was at yesterday, I did not get the opportunity to advance uh, to his position in the game, which is fine. I enjoy playing it with my wife. We're having a great time. Uh, she does not remember the story of Final Fantasy VII, so everything's kind of new to her, and I get to enjoy her like wide-eyed wonder at things and fresh take, um, which is my understanding of kind of how Megan's approaching the game as well, yeah. having never played the original. So it's kind of cool to see that perspective two different ways from my friend through the internet and from my wife while we're playing together in the same room. Aside from that, I've been playing my mobile games and I played a little bit of a new mobile game called War of the Visions uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which I'm not going to talk about too much because I don't really care for it too much because it has 8,000 tutorial prompts and wants to be... <laughs> Uh, It looks like it could be kind of close to Final Fantasy Tactics in terms of actual content, but I can't get to the content through all the walls of tutorial text and garbage Uh. gameplay mechanics. If I could get to it, I might love it, but I
3: haven't. If they just give you an instruction manual.
0: Here's the question, though. Tom. Oh, I wish. It would be better if it had a manual, because then I could just. Whoa! Like... Talk about a throwback to our last episode, right? <laughs> I, you're
2: right. You're welcome. <laughs> it is perfect.
0: It I is actually, perfect speaking stuff. of that, I did end up finding the booklet of Empire Earth, which I mentioned that has like all the history oh, and stuff. Nice. I will show you guys separate, obviously, but it is. It's so funny finding. Like I found it in the basement as I was cleaning up. But Tom, I have a very important question for you. Have you played any of Crayola Scoot that we mentioned uh, <laughs> oh, two man. weeks ago?
2: So here's the thing. I have not really touched my Switch in probably well over a month. Wow. Maybe even longer. Um, I just haven't had a lot of time
0: to play it, sadly. I mean, you also have other games, too, right? I mean, you mentioned plenty of other ones. We've
2: we've been doing Final Fantasy. I also bought Chimera Squad, I think, at the same time that you did, Fleming. And I just forgot about it as well (laughs) (laughs) but i i will play it i mean it sounds great to that point i also own xcom 2 and just haven't played it i own xcom 2 on multiple systems and haven't played it once well don't play on the hardest difficulty
0: or you'll get really mad and you'll just want to smack (laughs) your head against the desk because you lost your kernel and you're just so mad about it
2: we'll talk about this at length on another episode (laughs) but my thing with XCOM is playing on the easiest difficulty and then seeing if i can find ways to make it easier because i have more fun playing that way i'm doing a playthrough which i've put down for a little bit but i have been playing for quite a while on easy mode and i found a way to have it reduce the amount of panic through a mod because ultimately if you're just playing continuously in that game eventually you're going to get overwhelmed by panic and countries are going to drop out and whatever even if you're like trying to play to the optimal strategy but what i wanted to do was just have a game where i could just improve my squad and keep playing like the generic missions because that's where i was having fun and i didn't really care about the story because i've already played the story so that's fun for me i just
0: want to blow up aliens (laughs) meh Well, I love, I love it because it is—it's very Final Fantasy tactic esque in that you're setting up positions, you're and everything. So
2: it is the absolute best. Actually, there uh, is one other game series somewhat similar to that that I picked up and kind of put back down, but uh, it kind of merged um, the ideas of like a Sid Mears Civilization oh. with XCOM. It was called uh, Age of Wonders: Planetfall. Uh, and it was kind of like a sci-fi setting. So the idea is like you have different civilizations with different sets of units. Uh, you land on a planet, you colonize that planet. And then when you get into combat with the other civilizations that you dispute territory with, it goes into that kind of XCOM setting where there's a scenario and you have different squads of different types of units. It's a lot of fun. Again, just really dense, and I just haven't had the time to conquer that density curve, that learning curve yet. But one day I will. And actually, it's based on a fantasy-type series where I actually had the thought yesterday of, like, maybe I should just get that and try that out because I might be more in the mood for something light like fantasy, more than, like, dense sci-fi terminology yeah, stuff. gotcha. So might try that out. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I always talk way too much. No, no, you're fine. You're asking (laughs) questions. (laughs) So,
0: Megan, um, what are you up to in playing? I'm sure it's Final Fantasy VII too, right?
3: It is Final Fantasy VII, but I also finally decided to pick up um, Link's Awakening for the Switch. Oh, yeah. Which I love the graphics. They're so, (laughs) like, they're super cutesy but cool and kind of artsy. But I, I, I don't know if it's just me. I vaguely remember playing... Like, I, I didn't think I played it, but as I'm sitting there going through the game on the Switch, I remember playing it on the original Game Boy. Does that sound right? Yep. Yeah.
2: That's, ap- that's 100% So correct.
3: I remember playing it on the Game Boy, and it just, it feels like the game is kind of holding my hand a little bit. Like, it seems way easier than it was originally. I don't know if that's just because I'm older and I understand things now, but I don't know. I, I like it, though. I really enjoy it. Uh, the Bow Wows. You know what?
2: I wouldn't be surprised if they added handholdy stuff to yeah. it because I think we talked about this a little bit in our our episode about like challenging games mm-hmm. and the Zeldas and stuff. Because basically, when I was a kid, I found that game hard right. as all get out it was and just difficult. very difficult to understand. Yeah, so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me too much. Yeah,
3: like I feel like there's way more direction given to you in this version of it. But again, it's been a very long time. Like I was still in the single digits when I played it on the Game Boy. So I'm like 31 now, but yeah, I I like it. It's fun. It seems a little too simple. That's just my take on it. I don't know how everyone else feels about it. And then of course I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Tom, did you finish the Coliseum fight yet?
2: I I beat all of the Coliseum fights.
3: Just can we talk about Hell House?
2: <laughs> we sure can talk about Hell House. Like,
3: I'm okay with, you know, people using magic, weird, like, Hell Beast creatures. But, but Hell House? Like, really? The, the The McDonald's morphing toy transformer? Like, what is this? I love that
2: description.
1: This
3: I creature.
1: I texted Megan and I was like, there's an enemy that they left in this game that I didn't think they were going to put into the remake, and they did, and I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> I was like, there's there's an enemy that's literally a house, and when you yep. heard it enough, it turns into, like, a demon house. Yep. <laughs> I, there's I, no way they're going to put that in the remake, and then they, they did, did, you crazy, crazy people.
3: I specifically messaged Pinto last night. I said, um, excuse me? The hell what? <laughs> As this thing comes out of the doors,
2: so we can. I think we can all admit it's it's bizarre. Yeah, right. Yes. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. D- is it bizarre that you love it, or is it bizarre that you were put off by it?
3: Uh, I definitely. I, love it. I wasn't put off by it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, slightly confused, but all for it. I was into it, and it was a tough fight. It's,
2: um, it it was a tough fight, and I enjoyed it because it wasn't. An overbearing fight. Mm-hmm. It was a challenging fight, but it was one that I could win, and I had a good time doing. Yeah, I just I love the theatrics. I of know it. <laughs> <laughs> the the entire thing with like the two announcer characters, Scotch and cotch uh, <laughs> Scotch and cotch Yes, <laughs> just introducing everything and hyping everything yeah. up like as much as they did, which was great. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even remember them being like that much of like hype men in the original. But they're so over the top and just so, so good at the, at the job of uh, uh, you know basically cutting promos for everything. Yeah. And then they, they're doing this one, and they leave it so ambiguous. They're like, this horror that's been sealed beneath the floor by Don Corneo for forever. It's the Hell House! It's like, what? And then you see it come up, and you're like, oh?
3: That's a house.
2: That's that's a house.
1: And then the
3: like mechanical <laughs> bird comes out of it with like the wings and feet.
1: God house mode anyone? Yes,
3: yes, that move. God house mode.
2: The salvo of toys <laughs> where it fires flaming teddy yes. bears and chairs at
3: you. It was amazing. I was like cracking up the whole time. You can buy those too from the souvenir stand, yeah. which is awesome.
2: Did you read the descriptions on them?
3: No. Well, is it is that the fuzzy wuzzy? Yeah,
2: like yeah, the fuzzy yeah. wuzzy where it's like Fluffy and cuddly, also
1: a bomb. Uh-huh. <laughs> as it's, as a huge uh, professional wrestling fan, I was so into that like entire segment. It was great. And then I just want to point out, did you guys notice that in the Coliseum is the first time Cloud does his victory pose in the entire game? Yes. Where huh. he swings I, his I sword
2: around. I was like, There it is! Finally
3: <laughs> He got his high five too.
2: Aerith does hers too. Yep. So if you if you like pan around, look at her. But yeah, I was I really enjoyed that because they don't really normally have those incorporated. So it was a nice little throwback. The whole game, is just full of nice little throwbacks and fun incorporations of things that you want to see. And it's awesome.
0: I to love that it. To and this is more Tom for you and, and, and Mike for you too. Do you guys think it's been true to the original? Is there been anything that surprised you that they changed at all in any major way?
1: The only thing that's throwing me off so far, and I have to see where they go with it, is the Dementors, as has been mentioned. And I think I know what they're doing with that, honestly, but I have to get further into the game to confirm my suspicions. Otherwise, as I've said before, they're staying extremely faithful to the original game and just expanding on it and making the world just live more they're they're making it feel like an actual lived-in world
2: yeah and and they expand on it in a good way like there's definitely like games that try to expand on something by just pulling at a thread that's already been exhausted but it's so vibrant and fun and like the spirit is the same and alive you know like pinto said it makes it just feel lived in and more colorful and more fun which is awesome like that was the that was everything i was worried was not going to happen but i i would agree dementors i'm not 100 sure about but like the first time i saw them i was like eh but as they kind of continued as a thread i became more on board with it just because it's it wasn't like a one and done oh Aerith sees ghosts for no reason she's like Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. like it, it becomes more of like a certain people can see him kind of thing, too. So it's it's interesting. It's intriguing. I would say there's two points that I'm not 100% on yet. Uh, the first is Marco. I, I, I just don't really care about old band neighbor who just showed up. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about his type of person and another type of person like him shows up for like half a second at one point. And the other is Roche, because I f- feel like there's enough rival characters already in the game that you don't really need to also have uh, Mullet Man, Bike Rider, Genaria show up randomly and fight you. Um, that was about it. I- everything, everything else, love.
0: Yeah, to that to that point, I worry that when when remakes happen, right? When remakes happen, a lot of times people you know, the the developers that are taking the old game, remaking it, are looking and saying, oh, there's a loose end here. Let's tie that loose end. And they tie it incredibly poorly. Um, I don't have a great video game example offhand that I can think of, but I know in like Beauty and the Beast that came out recently, a remake of that two or three years ago now, I think it actually was, they added a whole thing about where's Belle's mother. And it was, completely random yeah i don't know if you guys saw the actual <laughs> live action remake of that, but what i would worry about and i can't think of seven in in a loose end perspective but i haven't played it in years i worry that they're going to be like this was a loose end let's tie it with something completely irrelevant to the story that's not even necessary so we can say we close the you know the loophole or the the, the loose thread so if you spot one of those bring them up because those always intrigue me that people are trying to you know they're, they're listening to critics but not in a good way i feel like yeah. they're listening and just saying stop yeah. stop you know criticizing us about this this is how we fixed it it's like come on guys really this was so pointless
2: yeah i'm, I'm totally with you i think they're probably gonna end up doing some of that with sephiroth and we'll we'll see how i enjoy it or don't enjoy it as time goes on but i think actually so far earlier on they've really just done more to expand history backstory and they've done it in a very tactful way the one thing and, and I won't I'll say this without spoiling anything for you, Why, Megan, thank you. but uh Pinto, did you enjoy Cloud's memories, especially when Aerith talks to him about the first guy she ever loved and stuff like that? Yeah. Where you like see her mouth yeah. things and Yeah. I I really liked that. I was it's like, Oh that's very interesting to see
1: like where they go with it, really.
2: It's just all kind of there, and it's like if you have some of the knowledge from the last game, it's like, cool. Uh, and if you don't, you're like, oh, okay, I can move on. And it's, it's like not a big deal in either way, but it's set up in a nice, well-paced manner that just elaborates. So I, I, I guess that's the whole thing. It's all a very well-crafted elaboration. I like it. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> For now. You know what? I mean, if all I get is to be happy for one chapter, I mean, that's pretty good. Especially because I've already put in almost like 16 hours into where I am right now. I mean, that's that's better than most games get me.
0: So, uh, topic time. So I have an interesting discussion for you guys. I'm not going to do the game of the decade or even talk about game of the decade in different categories. I felt it was too broad until we kind of <laughs> have more time to think about it. And the other thing, too, is there's hundreds of games that... You know, none of us have probably played that. You know, we're going to see some viewers commentating or commenting that are like, "Ah, I can't believe you didn't
1: play this game. You didn't
0: play this or this was the best game. This was the highest rated game. There's so many different things. So we're not doing that.
2: (laughs) I only have so much money. (laughs) You didn't play Puppy Princess for Game Boy Advance 3D, Double, Triple S. We're not
0: doing that. Because I feel like everyone's opinion is way too unique on that. What I want to talk about, and I'm just going down my topic list, is alphas and betas and the good, the bad, and specifically... The ugly? The ugly, (laughs) the very very ugly. There is
1: some ugly, my friend. I want
0: to talk about the best one that you ever played that you would consider an alpha or pre-release and the worst. I think I have a very good, and I think I'm just going to get it out there, of the worst one because I think we all would probably tend to agree. But the (laughs) Daisy standalone probably Uh. (laughs) is the worst pre-alpha release game that I personally have played. I know there's a lot of like indie games but for a game made and supported by a company as large as i believe bohemia i think is their name Bohemia yeah, interactive, interactive i cannot believe how I, I do not trust that company to not give me a full complete game with good reviews at this point because of how they they said hey, here's you know here's a game spend fifty dollars it's not great yet but we're going to keep improving it and it it's been six ish years, and it's not been improved. So I'm putting that one out there right away because I know you guys will have some comments on that one. But that's probably the by far worst one I've ever played.
2: Have we discussed on this podcast how the three of us? I'm sorry, not Megan, <laughs> but um, the 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 rest of the the three of us played Daisy, uh, the band uh, of recently. Well, well, not not the not the mod. Oh, not mod. Okay. Our, our recent experience with the standalone where yes. we tried to find each other yes. and you got um, by and, wolves. We did talk well, about you, that. You spoiled it. Well, we've talked <laughs> we about have it before. Talked about <laughs> that. What if someone just jumped to this episode? Of the- no,
0: it's, it's, no, but, uh, but <laughs> seriously, the, the, Tom, story. Tom, you know, have you played any other alphas or betas where you kind of thought the game was either going in a direction or something, or you expected more from the game or the game just died and never got out of release?
2: I, I know I know um, one I, I guess it was a beta that I enjoyed was the StarCraft Two Wings of Liberty beta when it was mm-hmm. just multiplayer. I, I think we all kinda got into that a, a decent amount and I remember falling in love with Vikings and it was just great. I've never been a fantastic StarCraft player. I I I lack the discipline to (laughs) to be as good as either Fleming or Pinto at one time Pinto and I kind of rivaled each other but I think he's been better than me for a long time but I just I loved the idea of like the transformer fighting starships that were the Vikings and I used to just play a ton of them and just drop them on things and actually it was just versus AI at first wasn't it no no no. they had multiplayer right away it was an actual (laughs) so here's what happened it was an actual beta and someone uploaded a version of the client that the rest of the world could like download and crack and play yes. single player. So for a while, that's what I was doing. And I i mean, I love that it was it had that kind of, you know, triple A polish. And it was clearly working towards the multiplayer beta, which we did. And I enjoyed Um, it. You know, it was kind of hard to miss on
0: that. Well, it was also that was uh, their release, their beta Blizzard for that, I thought was Good in the sense that it was nice to get people into the game get some excitement around the game What was disappointing about that is they actually had arguably an alpha and a beta in the sense that the alpha they gave out only to professional players and it was a and commentators and you know influencers those kind of people and that was a little disappointing because there were people who I'm not gonna say names who I would argue would not have been popular but for the fact that they somehow got into the alpha and were able to post on YouTube for months in advance of anyone else. So I would argue that the the overall beta was good, but that, you know, limiting nature, especially when you when you get to some of the people they put into it, it didn't make sense to me. I think the way we got into it from the multiplayer perspective was if you pre-ordered at a certain point once you had pre-ordered is how you got into that and once that happened that was great i mean that you got to start to experience the game the game needed a ton of polishing in wings of liberty there was a, a lot of problems well, as yeah. an rts game that they needed to work out and arguably needed to work out quickly enough so that the hype from the game and the competitive scene which let's be honest that's really what starcraft is the single is not that important they needed people in there. But the there. campaign was still
2: pretty good. Overall, yeah. You know, There's a good story to that campaign, yeah. The Wings campaign was the best one, Yeah, I think. it, it was the best. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Heart of the Swarm. No. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. Diablo StarCraft. So I, I was trying to scratch my brain for another one. That's just the first one that kind of came to mm-hmm. mind. One game that I think is still in an early release, I'm not sure what the exact status of it is, but which I actually really enjoy is uh, Gloomhaven, the PC adaptation. So I don't know if you guys are aware, Gloomhaven is actually a board game. It's a giant, giant board game that I they own. They made a PC version of play. that? They did, and it's actually quite good.
0: Awesome. <laughs> I didn't know it's, that.
2: It's, sing- it's single-player only right now. Okay. Again, it's still in like early access. There are plans to make it multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, if it ever does get to that stage and i think it will we should all play it together because it would be really fun and it's built for four people <laughs> it is kind of complex which makes sense because the board game is extraordinarily complex and that's one of my one of my issues with the board game is like every time you turn around there's another rule that you don't really understand and you're making an interpretation of the constitution 75 times over mm-hmm. when you play the game a lot of it is kind of done for you and That's really what Gloomhaven needs because really you can kind of go between town to town. You have your encounters on the road, yada, yada, whatever. You pick your class. It shows you your cards. It has the rules that basically tell you whether or not you can play that card and where you can go and all that kind of stuff which is really what you need to rein in a lot of the the complexities of the board game so it's really one of those instances where hey this guy had an awesome really good idea as a board game and we translated it really nicely into a computer game that works even better honestly playing it as the computer game has enriched my understanding of the rules and made for a better experience when i have friends over is to it play like twilight
0: it. struggle the hardest board game <laughs> <I've> ever created <laughs>
2: Guess what other game I actually own on I know, PC I know, that's one I That up. I still don't understand how to play. <laughs> Twilight's It's a complicated game.
0: You need people that are willing to invest tons of hours.
2: I've been beaten by the computer many many times <laughs> at the online version of Megan, have you, have
0: you played any betas?
3: So, I mean, I feel like alphas and betas are definitely reserved more for PC gaming. I do a lot of console gaming, which yeah, there are betas here and there, alphas. I really haven't had terrible experiences in the games that I have played in alpha and beta. Destiny I got into really early. The alpha, I played the beta. I thought for the most part it was pretty smooth, but it was also kind of a letdown when you got into the actual game because you did most of the missions on, say, like the moon. Yeah. Like it gave a lot of content up front, which was kind of a letdown. The best experience I had with a beta was probably Sea of Thieves on the Xbox, which is the MMO pirate game, uh, which is super cute, super fun. You and your friends sail on a pirate ship, dig up treasure, fight skeletons, fight other ships. Uh, The beta was super cool. You could pretty much do everything. There were certain things that they didn't introduce until the full game, but like you could pick up missions, which would be like finding a map and find this island in the ocean and dig up the treasure or, you know, fight the skeleton king. And it was just a lot of fun to even sail around, find other people and try to steal their stuff or take down their ship. But it was pretty smooth for the most part. Gameplay was great. Like the network, there's some issues with connectivity, but overall it, it, was, it was good. I really haven't had any bad experiences or, or major letdowns.
0: I wonder if it's a Steam marketplace. That's where I get yeah. predominantly most of my games. And I feel like there's a lot of games on the Steam marketplace where you're like, Oh, this game looks pretty interesting. It's on sale. So I actually have two more examples that I'm going to share. One mm-hmm. of them, I know Pinto, you definitely were interested in playing, but Ark Survival Evolved, I wouldn't say it was okay. a... Oh, man. I would not say it was a bad beta when it first... Actually, it's alpha. Weird, it's a
2: weird... It was a weird alpha
0: But beta. it was a weird one. I, I and more importantly, the game went a completely different direction than I expected. So, you know, for those that haven't played, it's a game where you're a prehistoric character and you basically have the tame dinosaurs which is the coolest thing ever because if you ever watched dino riders from years ago uh, as everyone smiles at me yeah dino riders <laughs> was like a fantastic thing and that's what made me like I, I saw the game saw how you can like ride on t-rexes and i was like yes please so <laughs> i got it as soon as i saw it out there and i think i spent like the full 50 dollars because a lot of these like i would i don't want to say triple a because they're not triple a but they're they're really high quality games that are released you, you think they're going some direction with the game, but then in the case of Ark, they went, like, you still can play the vanilla, but they have so many mods and stuff now where, like, you can get, like jump jet shoes that I've seen people play on YouTube and all and you know there was tons of other DLCs that came out for even more money I don't want to say it was a bad game even now like the I haven't played the all the various DLCs and versions that have come out I just expected something slightly different than what the way they went it, it's kind of weird like, you like you take a risk when you go into an alpha game or a beta especially an alpha game where you're like I think this is what the way they're going this is exactly the kind of game I've been looking for for me the reason I got it I was looking for a better DayZ And I was looking for a different Daisy, and I thought that this company was going to do better. And they did, but they also went a completely different route than I expected them to go.
2: It's kind of close in the same sort of open world multiplayer environment for ARK. I think that both played for and against it in my enjoyment of the game. So I found it, I think I found it to be a little bit too empty when I played. Yeah, Uh, And that might, that may be more an indictment on the servers I played on. I played relatively early on and the other thing was just that i don't think graphical requirements well I, I should rephrase that i don't think the general pc user had caught up to the graphical requirements of that yeah that game was
0: an that intense time. game that was a it's even oh, today it it's so still intense. an intense game yeah. especially like i said if you start getting all those mm-hmm. mods
3: like i don't understand why they ported it to console either like you can't <laughs> you can't do anything
0: oh it's like civilization uh six on the yeah. um, Nintendo Switch. You yeah. can't play it. <laughs> it uh-huh. gets so laggy. You cannot play that Did game. They, do they actually port that? Yeah. I can yeah. barely play Civilization Six
2: on my intense PC.
0: Uh, yeah, they ported it over there. And I think they originally were charging something like $40 for it. Yeah. But now it's down That's to like crazy. 15 if not 10 on sale. And the reason is, is once you get past, well, I'm going to say the mid game around, let's just say 1800 where where you, you've seen a lot of players. You have a good idea of what the map looks like and you have also a lot of visibility to the computers, it starts to lag. And it takes like 10 minutes yeah. for you to get through one turn. And that's like minimum. If you're trying to play an eight player or six player game or something, it's going to be slow and laggy. So I never actually personally got it. So that's a that's a okay um, one for me, ARC. The best one I've seen, um, and I don't know if any of you have played this one, but is Subnautica. If you oh, played yeah. Subnautica... That by far, out of any that I've personally done, is the best beta ever. Because what they did was they already had an existing game, and it's kind of a free world survival, and they mm-hmm. put it out there. Here's what we have originally. It was not too much of the world. People were able to introduce more things. So they said, we want to have a story here. At some point, we're going to add a storyline. And everybody kept seeing the ship that you crashed in. And it was in the, It was like kind of a, an image, basically, in the background. You can never get to it if you sailed towards it um, or swam towards it. I am in mean, the first part, but people wanted to get to the ship so badly that they added that as part of the story. And they basically took feedback of their overall vision. And they said, okay, people want to get into that ship so badly, we're going to do it. And they added that in. So I don't know how many of you have played Subnautica, but it went from a already pretty good game when it came out. And it was not ever, I think, even $60. I think the max it cost was 40 I think. Don't quote me on that. But that integration was great because they've took people's thoughts and they took people's suggestions and implemented them into their story that had just Mm -hmm. started to form they had only come up with the original so i don't know if any of you played subnautica but that actually is one of my favorite games of the decade if if we're talking about that sounds like
2: i should play it
3: (laughs) yeah i think from beginning to like where it is now it it, it is it's a yeah i i agree with you on that i like subnautica
0: pinta you've been quiet do you have thoughts on betas that you played
1: I think really the only betas I have played have generally been for (laughs) Blizzard games, Hmm. which honestly have turned out pretty fine, honestly, like we talked about Wings of Liberty, and I mean, despite like obvious glaring balance issues and a terrible map pool, the game was still fun, even though the maps were terrible and like roaches were one supply, which was bonkers like you know that was, most, that's that was arguably
0: the most broken moment of of
1: uh, wings of liberty centuries doing eight damage just stuff like that but it came you know that's what the beta was for it was like blizzard got it out there for a ton of people and they were like listen this is not cool you need to fix this and blizzard were like all right cool we'll fix it even the map pool map pool is terrible god you remember steps of war and in incineration i do remember Zone? steps
0: of war where the thor rushes were deadly
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, even with all that, I still found the game incredibly fun, even though it was terribly imbalanced, so, and it, it was polished, it played well, so there was no real issue there. The other Blizzard beta that I really got into was Hearthstone, and again, it's because I never really played TCGs or CCGs, Now it's laid up at the time with leg surgery, so I was like, oh, you know, here's this cool game I'm gonna play, and... Because it was a brand new game, every it felt like everyone was on equal footing. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I, have, I haven't played Hearthstone in literally years. So I don't know what the meta is like anymore. And the cards are probably insane and bonkers. But at the time, the beta was so much fun. And I was, like, really... I was actually pretty high up in terms of ranking at the time. Yeah, now I would look at the... Now I'd look at the game and be like, I don't know how this works anymore. Oxygen not included. Megan, is oh, that yeah. game still technically in alpha?
3: No. I think they finally they finally put out the full game. That was in okay. Yeah, that that was in Alpha and Beta forever. But I, I think the full they keep doing updates of course and adding stuff to it, but it's finally a full release.
1: But even throughout all that developmental process, it was a good game. It
3: was. It was great.
1: Throughout all of that, it was still very, very good.
3: I haven't played a ton of it. My fiancé is a really big fan of the game. I actually forgot about Oxygen Not Included. But from, like, beginning to end, um, they were constantly improving upon it. But it was solid from the start. They fixed a lot of the bugs that people were having issues with. They improved on things. They, They balanced systems out.
1: Again, another great experience with a game that's still in the de- developmental process mm-hmm. and the only real problem i had with that game and still kind of have it, is they explain literally nothing to you yeah like they plop you into the game and you're and they're like Figure survive and you're yeah. like i don't know how anything works <laughs> you know going back to like the legend of zelda where it's like here's a sword go explore how do <laughs> that's that's how the old stuff the mm-hmm. games were that's exactly but, how they worked yeah yeah. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the only real negative experience I have with betas and alphas is Daisy Standalone, and I think that that alone <laughs> has convinced me to stay away from alphas and betas. No, because we paid. I think all of us 50. paid full price
2: for
3: that, 50 right? Or, right? Fifty. 50 60,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, what? I I might have paid a little bit less cuz I bought later on, but <laughs> it was still too much. But yeah, it's it, it was still too much and
1: it's it's crazy to me that that game has been ported to console. And that was like 3 or 4 years ago. Yep. Yeah. And they there's still like nothing.
2: Yeah. So, no, I, I and I don't I don't, I I don't think you. there will ever be anything. Do you guys Agree, like I, I just, oh, yeah. I don't. They,
0: they, they, they're selling, they're selling a DLC map. For so it. they actually did, I think, pretty well on the DLC map too. I, the, the thing is, is that they did. Ow. Well, so in the case of Daisy, <laughs> what they did was they opened up mods that you could do. So first, they were saying we're not going to allow mods. We'll keep the game closed because they thought that they kind of, I want to say, I don't want to say knew better, but they thought that they could have more control. So one of the biggest problems with the Daisy Two mod was, or Arma 2 DAISY mod, excuse me, was that it was stupidly easy to get administrative access to the server. And, We all know, and anyone that played it knows, a situation where you were turned into a cow, or you were killed just running around. That was fun, though. (laughs) Okay, the cow was fun, but getting killed or getting trans like, you just reached a, you know, Salvation City on the one map, and you're like, yes, I'm gonna do it, and then you all get teleported and nuked right away. Stuff like that. That was not fun. Yeah, that was not fun. (laughs) Yeah, they are, I think they are still working on it, but, I mean, it's been so many years that, like, people have kind of already lost hope and faith on that. I don't expect them to do to do much with that. But Pinto, I wanted to ask you, because you didn't mention it. Stardew Valley, that was not an alpha or a beta when it came out, technically. I actually got into that game, as much
1: as I have played it, I got into it later than a lot okay. of people. I made fun of Megan.
3: You did. No,
1: you and I, I actually I, made fun of your fiancé
3: yeah, for how much <laughs> Christy they were bought it. it. Christy bought right. it, and, and she was playing it like probably eight to ten hours a day. And this was right around, I think, <laughs> right before Christmas, maybe November-ish, yeah. a few years ago. And I'm just like, oh, this is a farming simulator. Like, this is so dumb. This is boring. How can you, like, be so into this? And, like, right around Christmas, because I remember I got Final Fantasy 15. I'm like, I'm going to start Final Fantasy 15. And then I saw they released Stardew in the PlayStation Store. And I'm like, all right, I'll buy it. I'll see what it's all about. And, like, no lie, I stopped Final Fantasy 15 and just played like eight to 10 hours a day, Stardew Valley. And I kept telling Mike Pinto, like, you need to play this game. You need to buy this game. This is a great game. It's so much fun. And yeah, the rest is history.
1: (laughs) Yeah. As someone who played a lot of Harvest Moon, like a lot of different iterations of Harvest Moon, Mm -hmm. from the Game Boy Color to the PlayStation 2 to the GameCube, I was like, okay, like, farming game. I bet I bet it's actually fun. Like, I'm just making fun of Christy because I've known her for 25 years and I make fun of her about everything. Yeah. But then I bought Stardew Valley and Megan probably didn't hear from me for, like, a week and she was <laughs> like, dude, are you alive? And I was like, yeah, I'm just playing Stardew Valley. Because this was when I lived alone, too. Like, I had my own apartment and I lived alone. The only time people heard from me was online and megan and i talk all the time and she's like are you alive I'm like,
3: yeah <laughs> what's just, just going on just playing
0: stardew just, valley just
1: farming
2: <laughs> just getting all those coconuts
1: yeah.
0: and the other all thing too coconuts. is that it's not even just there's there's other games that were never technically in an alpha or a beta that developers abandoned too mm-hmm. i've i actually was super excited i'm sure none of you have played it it's a pretty obscure rts game but there's a game called cossacks it's based on you know the european 17th 18th century i remember when that game came out as a little kid in gamestop i saw uh uh, you know promo pieces of it i wish i like asked to buy it because it's one of my favorite games of all time the original they came out with two two was completely designed differently was not very good so they ended up coming out with three a couple years ago and It was basically a remake of the original in terms of the engine. They just kind of remodeled the graphics and then they were going to have new storylines in it too. And it was great, but an RTS game, you really have to keep up with things. So like they said, we have an editor like they were going to have in the original. I was like, oh, I loved the editor as a little kid. I, I would love to make maps again on that. And the editor didn't work right. You could not save files, you could not export them, you could not play them with other people. They're multiplayer, not very good. You know, it, it, it was hard to connect to other people and play. The AI in like single player, just regular old AI missions. The campaign was fine, but the random map, if you will, that was not designed well. And like, if there was water on the map, you couldn't really, like the AI could not figure out how to use boats, so they would never attack you. So like, there was a lot of <laughs> stuff like that where like, I bought this game, and it was not even a beta. They didn't even say it was a beta. But they were like, we're going to put this stuff out. We're going to put this stuff out. And you kind of get led on to believe it's going to be something. Now, I'm still happy I bought it just because I I've truly loved that original. Um, and I still get a little bit of that nostalgic feel playing it. But I think the big thing is with these beta releases, you're going to end up in... Um, you're, you're going to probably end up disappointed in half of them i would argue and i think i've mentioned like four or five and i've been disappointed about half of them well and
2: and i would say you know you kind of brought up a good point earlier with the steam early access i i think there's a, a delineation between the, St- the steam early access game and kind of the classic beta game i feel like there's just a higher volume of like more unfinished games that make it through to steam early access where like a developer will get like 25% done have something that you can play around it, and they'll be like cool I'm gonna put it on early access so I can get some cash flow yeah whereas you know other things like you know we talked about the Starcraft 2 beta I mean that's basically a finished game mm-hmm. you know like that's really we're trying to get customer feedback before we go to our next stage of release a lot of what I've played in terms of betas are MMO betas mm-hmm. Uh, I used to play a lot of MMO games. uh, And the one that sticks out to me is Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, yeah. So I remember getting into the beta for that. Playing a little bit of that, I wasn't really enthused about it, but it was probably more on me than actually the game itself. But basically, I remember showing up in Viking Town, being Viking guy, seeing 8,000 more Viking guys who are all the same super special Dovahkiin <laughs> wonderkind that I was, all slaughtering skeletons at the same rate. And I went, okay. And then I walked up to a rabbit and went, I wonder if it'll let me kill this rabbit. And then I hit it with an axe. And uh, my wife, who was then my girlfriend, got very mad at me because I heard a poor little bunny. (laughs) And I went, okay, I'm done with this game. (laughs) But it just, I didn't really feel like there was all that much special about it. Uh, Clearly, there are still many more people that uh, are still playing that game, still ongoing. I remember initially, it was heavily critiqued, and not a lot of people were big fans of it. So ultimately, I think it got reworked, and a lot of people uh, enjoyed the way that things were reworked. Imagined the only other thing I can think of which had a similar experience and I didn't play it before this time was Final Fantasy 14, which is the MMO uh, Final Fantasy, the second mm-hmm. one, after 11, 11 was the first one. Yep, um, but I came in, I came into that probably a year or two ago and I have played that on and off, and, and for the most part, really enjoyed it. But when it was initially launched, it was so bad and so difficult to play. That Square took the game down. Actually, said in canon, in story canon, that the game had a cataclysm, yeah. uh, and the world, the world experiences cataclysm, and then they rebooted it with their reimagined combat system and everything, and just said like, okay, you know, this is after that point in time now where Ooh. we had the cataclysm. What? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's actually referenced in the story. You didn't know about that. No. So of?
0: so I, actually, that was my other topic. I thought depending on how long we were talking about seven, we're actually running pretty pretty well on time. But I'll I'll ask you about it because this was my other topic. I wasn't sure how long this one would take. So Final Fantasy. You guys have mentioned seven, and I I definitely played seven. But the last one I played, and I never even I think completed was ten. So I'm curious. Yeah. From your perspectives, what? And Megan, I don't know how many of them you've played, so I apologize if you haven't played yeah. more than you've played a bunch. of no, no,
3: okay. no, yeah.
0: What is? And Pinto, you mentioned it. What is your favorite Final Fantasy 7 game, and what's your least favorite Final Fantasy 7 game? I think least is pretty obvious, so think of another one beyond the one we're thinking of. But that's that was the other kind of topic right. I thought about asking you guys about.
2: F- you mean Final Fantasy game in general?
0: I'm gonna say Final Fantasy game that has Final Fantasy in the name, not made by Square, that's similar to Final Fantasy. It has to be a Final Fantasy. Game. Okay. You said you said Final seven, Fantasy seven Always, yeah. oh, And I was very sorry. concerned for a moment. <laughs> Which honestly yeah.
1: makes sense though, because there have been so many seven like spin-offs and you know That's
0: true. There have been. Crisis Core is pretty good.
3: This is the the fan cast.
0: <laughs> I meant I meant Final Fantasy. By square, that's one of their big gotcha. you know arguably triple a release of here's a final fantasy game
1: let's let's predict everyone else's Tom, your favorite is tactics
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean so here's the thing, yes, but, but I also love six, okay, and I also love seven, but I think six and tactics are like one a one b and then and and seven is like one point one. <laughs> um and then after that is probably probably four
0: four was really I like four good four, gets, four is
2: like a dark horse
1: well
0: four gets a lot of yeah. because it was so early on that a lot of people unless they're like even a couple years older than us they didn't really often play because it came out so long ago but F- four was like my first
2: real final fantasy so i think that's like that's probably why it's there. gotcha for me.
0: do you want to predict somebody's
2: well, Pinto already said that 9 is his yeah, favorite. Yeah, and why
0: why yeah. is 9 your favorite over 6, 7? Uh...
2: A lot of it is because, like,
1: it manages to have a lot of whimsy. It's a lot more playful than the other games, but when it hits that serious moment or those serious story beats, they hit you harder because of how almost lighthearted the rest of the game is. And also it was after seven and eight where they really leaned hard on the fantasy aspect. Yeah. Seven and eight were more modern and industrial. And I would almost say like sci-fi, which yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I like both seven and I even like eight as much as I make fun of it. But nine kind of took it back and it was like, nah, we're going medieval. We're going fantasy. We're bringing back the crystals. Which was like a big thing from the early, early games. Yeah. Yeah. It was also just like a big celebration of Final Fantasy in general because there were so many callbacks in Nine that referenced the earlier game. Speaking
0: of sorry, speaking of that, I just was playing through and I ran into Locke. If yeah. you remember. Yeah, I ran into Locke and I like saw I didn't look at the name, I just saw the text so it was an old man. I started talking to him. I'm like, that's Locke and then it reminded me that you're like you said there's a ton of callbacks to other Final Fantasies in that game if you like kind of wander around and and talk to people.
1: Yeah, there's a point where you go into a weapon store and there's a Buster Sword on the wall. Mm-hmm. And if you examine oh, yeah. it, it's like I knew a guy with spiky hair who used to use a big sword like that. And you're like, oh, he's talking about Cloud. Yep. And it's just like these little things that you're like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's a cute little callback. It's fun. Yeah.
0: It's a fun game. What was your least favorite? I assume 8? No, again, I like 8
2: as oh. much to make fun of it.
0: My <laughs>
1: least
2: favorite is probably 5. Oh. Here's, here's the thing about 5. 5 has, like, one of the best class systems. Yeah. And one of the most boring plots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Even the
1: music, like I hate the world map theme in 5. Like I hate it. And that's weird for me to say about music in a Final Fantasy game or music about a game in general. But like I would get onto the world map and be like, "Ugh." And she yeah. didn't like it.
2: F- f- five didn't have a whole lot of plot motivation or character development no uh, yeah which it... was which was really its trouble. I-, I would agree with that assessment. uh eight is like right after it though in my opinion. <laughs> Eight, eight i couldn't
0: get into great. the story of eight it just it like i liked the the one thing i loved about eight was that you could see a significant improvement in graphics when it came to eight yeah. like the the yes. seven still had a lot of that like polygon it, it was, kind of thing was, going on there were Lego. So, like, yeah, yeah it was
1: lego people on great pre-rendered backgrounds yeah yes. um,
0: exactly and but 8 got a lot better things were much cleaner i felt like by 8 so that's what i liked and the cutscenes oh, yeah. of the 8 were pretty good that i at least the ones i can remember but the story of it i just could not i could not get into it and well, i mentioned I, it before hey, don't you talk about me
2: in the past
1: tense
0: <laughs> all right and I could,
1: well that's the thing it, it it traversed the so bad it's into so bad it's good territory for me kind of like like the super mario brothers movie Oh it's, yeah! It's, it's, it's dog food. It's it's <laughs> it's garbage from a toilet. Or Final Fantasy But it's so bad picks. that I like it.
2: I I, I disagree. Uh, I I do not think you can make Lightbulb Witch and Space Witch uh, a, a comparison <laughs> to man dressed up as Bowser and plumbers <laughs> with plungers. Uh, it, it, I. I I think Final Fantasy VIII took itself entirely seriously, and it really should have just been called Teenagers in Time. Yes. <laughs> the the, the which, angst which in is, it. Which is a soap opera no one needs to experience. Yeah, and
1: I think that's why I ended up liking it, because it took itself so seriously that I just didn't take it seriously. And like <laughs> with every crazy plot twist that happened, I was like, oh man, that's so bonkers. I love it.
2: <laughs> do you do you remember that Zell has a hoverboard, like yeah. straight out of Back to the Future too? It's a T. He has a hoverboard. Yeah, and it gets confiscated, yeah. and then you never see it again. It's and then you the never game see for it again. Ten seconds. <laughs> it was there to look cool for a hot minute. Yeah. Any anyway, um, Megan, do you have what's what? I, I I don't think I would be able to properly predict <laughs> for you.
1: I think that you. Pre- Probably from our discussions, I think you probably like ten the most. That
2: was going to be my guess, if I had.
1: Yeah, like so.
3: I, I, I played most of the Final Fantasy games on the Super Nintendo, and then I didn't have a PlayStation, so um, my first reintroduction to the series was Final Fantasy X. Um, I really like that game; it's up there with Final Fantasy fifteen for me, and I know a lot of people have different feelings that aren't so positive about 15 but i really enjoyed it um i think it's a tie between the two of them i really liked 10 i thought the story was great graphics gameplay everything that wonderful turn pace sorry turn-based combat um i'm a big fan of that and then 15 was just so like it was a great introduction to the series for players that have never experienced final fantasy i think
2: I thought you were going to say people who like long rides and cars. Yeah, you
3: know, a road trip with your bros. (laughs) And your Coleman camping gear.
2: At the beginning of
1: the game, like, when it loads up, it says a Final Fantasy for beginners and, like, old players alike. And honestly, like, I agree with that.
3: Like, as much as it got away from a lot of the original gameplay, like turn-based fighting, uh, things of, of that nature, like, it really... Like, it was an open world, which was brand new, I think, for the series. Like, yeah, you have your different places you can explore, but you're still kind of on, like, that one track. Like, follow this path to get to this village. Follow this track to get to here. But you could really explore and take in the world in Final Fantasy XV. Um, and the fight system, I did like it. I, I wasn't... Yeah. I didn't hate it. I was really worried that when I got into it that, I don't know, it would be difficult or, or not... Not as nice, um, but I, I really did enjoy it.
2: I, I thought combat was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't particularly absorbed by the plot in 15, okay. and I could not stand all the road trips. <laughs> that, was, that, was my, that was where it lost me. See, I thought it was but a great way ev- to explore
3: else, the world.
2: I kept hearing the same thing with the same people. <laughs> that's, Let's stop that's and what take drew a me picture. If, yeah, if Prompto wanted to stop and take a picture one more time... <laughs> But that's, that's on me.
1: That's on I, me. Yeah, and I think you've mentioned, like, wanting to play it again, Tom, but just yeah. gunning right through the main quest. And I think yeah. that'd be the way for you to play it, yeah. because the problem you have with the story not grabbing you is the problem that I had with 12, where the main story beats are so far apart that by the time you get to the next one, after doing all the side quests in between, you forget what happened earlier.
2: Mm, yep.
3: Exactly. See, I didn't... Exactly. I didn't like 12. Um, oh, I
2: didn't either. I, d- I did not 12
1: either. 12 is probably my
2: least... F- 12,
1: that's my least favorite. I, <laughs> I hate it so much I blocked it from my memory. 12
3: and 10
2: No, ten two was okay. Ten two has a great job system and a not great plot. It's like 5. <laughs> it's like 5. Um, anyway, Fleming, I'm going to guess for you that final fantasy tactics is your favorite okay
0: no eight is least favorite no no <laughs> tactics is not my favorite and the reason tactics is not my favorite is because if you said the game ended with you getting sid the game's great but as soon as you get sid well just and, don't use it wait, 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 let, let me finish let me finish and as soon as you get sid the story loses me the whole final like couple thing like uh couple of, i guess quests or, or things after said i just it, it's just a, it loses me it, it's kind of weird it, it seems to go in a really weird direction i didn't really like it
2: you don't like fighting evil jesus
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> so i would not say actually my favorite is final fantasy 6 because oh, okay because yeah. and here's why actually i love 7 um and i love 9 those are probably my two other favorites um but the one thing about 6 that was great was that, relatively speaking, every character could be whatever you wanted it to be. So, like, one thing, I'm, and maybe this will change and I'm just forgetting. But in 9, so far, I have a character who's a thief and he can steal stuff. I have another character who's a white mage and can cast white magic and summons. I have another character who's really strong melee-wise and can attack and do some cool things with... black mage but at the moment at least i can't get those characters to do anything else and maybe i'm forgetting but that's what i don't like about something like that so far whereas in seven or sorry six you get your characters all of them can kind of do almost everything the same and you can kind of build the character how you want and make them do certain things so like every character is unique in a storyline but they can all essentially do the same kind of actions ultimately
2: you can use the party that you want because they exactly. have that kind of crossover yes. yeah
1: that's interesting to me because i am like the complete opposite of that where i like where everyone has unique roles and no and like i hated the very end game of final fantasy 10 where everyone gets into each other's fear grades and everyone just does the same stuff Cause in the beginning, it's like Titus is your speedy guy, yeah. Lulu's your ba- black mage, is your white mage. By the end of the game, you lose that, and you don't have. You could just use the same three characters. You never have to switch them out. I don't like that personally.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just... uh, it's funny. I I guess I guess we're both on uh, opposite sides. It's like two on yeah. two because I definitely like having the characters like that you can customize as you see fit. Yep. And when I got to that point in Final Fantasy X. You don't you don't need to do that at all. Like you could just kit out one person's sphere grid and you're more than set for like mm-hmm. the rest of
0: the game. <clears throat> so I mean the other thing too is once your char- like any character gets strong enough in one of those games, you basically could just use that character and be content. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean there's that too. But yeah, I, I liked the idea that every character in six had a unique story, made them, you know, unique people and, and you kind of attach to them on that perspective. So I always attached to Locke. But Lock, like i would not have liked Hawk as much if all he could do is attack and steal if he couldn't cast magic yeah. if he couldn't cast summons i'd be like okay um it's cool but magic's <laughs> cooler you know than fighting and stealing so well because you want to optimize yeah, some stuff exactly. too right like you want
2: to be you want to be good at fighting but you want to use the characters that
0: you like while you're exactly. doing it so that's probably my favorite it's also the one that i Beat end to end. I also I mentioned it before in the in the podcast, um, but I I loved the story of that one. So I am a little bit naive in the sense that I did not play anything past nine and like eight I never beat. I I couldn't take it. My my older brother beat it. Um, And and some of the other ones, you know, let's say one through five, I have. It's been years and years, so maybe I'm not remembering them too well. But overall, you've you've seen. You've seen the ending of 8, right? Like you've seen
2: to the end. What's the last part of 8 that you remember? <laughs> um, I want to give like a, a fun short summary of the end of 8. Because where I he think it'll dumps be funny. all
1: over
0: it. <laughs> I, it's, it's not a no, not Honestly, a I, not I, right. I, re- I cannot remember anything that I personally played after the train part. That's the last thing I can clearly that's remember. That's like disc 1. And that's, that's disc that's so 1, true, one right. like midway right.
2: if I remember right. Alright, so uh, they hijack trains, they go to kill the sorceress, the guy that they get to go take the shot, wimps out, doesn't take the shot, things continue to be bad, they then find out that the sorceress isn't really all that bad, and that she was their adoptive mother at one point in time, of every character, and then also... Except for uh, Noah. (laughs) Well... Is it except Renoa? Yeah, I guess she was. Oh yeah, no, it definitely was not was not Renoa. Also, because Renoa goes through time because Renoa is a pretty princess. <laughs> so uh, then you go into space for basically no reason, and then you come back, and then everyone ends up at this magic house where there's the super time sorceress who's trying to blow up all of time so that she can <laughs> live forever or something, and then you kill her because she's a light bulb. The end. Cipher yeah. goes fishing. <laughs>
0: and And that's when it started to lose me. And then ten, I just at that point in my life, it I,
1: started to lose me when they got on that train. and I was just like, <laughs> I can't I can't deal with this man. I can't deal with this nonsense.
0: no, i do I do remember the, I do remember that the damn I do train. remember the sorcerer's part. I, I take it back. I do remember that a little bit, but I don't. I, it it started to like I just was not enjoying it. I didn't like the way you fought in that in that game. It was bad. But um,
2: I'm sorry. I left I left out the fact that the sorceress is also the headmaster of Balam Garden's wife.
1: True. I mean, he's not wrong on any of this. No, I, can, I can't disagree. <laughs> but the card game in 8 was fun. Card game.
2: The
0: card was game awesome. was great.
2: The card. Can we just have. Triple Triad as its own no, game. No, you didn't know that
0: there wasn't a game of that? I looked it up. Um there actually I don't know if it was maybe I take it back. I don't know if it was 8, but I know 9 people loved the card game so much that it became oh, yeah. a separate game that you could like really? play Yo, online. I hate
1: the card game at 9. Yes.
2: Well, if you if you play uh Final Fantasy 14, you actually can play true to rules Final Fantasy 8 Triple Triad in that, and you get new cards from playing and, different and, NPCs, and it's literally throughout the game. That's pretty game. awesome. I need
0: to, I really do need to play 10 on, because I didn't have time to play 10 when it came out when, back years ago. And then 11. on Steam, bro. Well, and then 11 came out, and that was the first um, uh, multiplayer online RPG. Um, so Final Fantasy kind of lost me at that point. But if they went back, it a little lost bit, a lot of
1: people. Yeah, you're not you know, alone. They,
0: that I was wondering. that was a tough thing. So anyway, um, yeah, interesting how we all I think have a different favorite game. If I got that right, yeah, um, yeah. Partly yeah. because of when we introduced it, that's very interesting. Though, eight still sucks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it doesn't suck. <laughs>
0: You will <laughs> die on this hill. Over I will die on
3: this hill. <laughs> and a hamburger is not a sandwich. No,
0: we're gonna we we're have a topic at one point. It's gonna be in of defense sandwich. of Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> the power we'll, of Final a,
2: Fantasy VIII. <laughs> we can make a pro con list. I don't see any way in which the pros win. I bet you in com.
0: <laughs> you know what? We'll have a, we'll like find a way to put a vote or a comment thing, and it'll be like comment or vote <laughs> on what you know Final Fantasy VIII being a good game or a bad game. And I I would guarantee it's gonna be at least. Seventy thirty, at least. I
2: I I will I will say this: it gets attacked way more than it deserves to be attacked because it has redeeming qualities. Yeah,
0: and I mentioned, like I said, the the graphical improvements of that game were were great. Um, and and some of the story, some of the characters were interesting, but it just loses a little bit. Like I said, around when I did graphics,
2: triple triad, the combat was pretty good. Yeah. Um, like the the actual like nuts and bolts of it where you're just going from place to place and fighting stuff it was yeah. good it was fine but like the story not so- Laguna anything that dude Laguna was great i don't care it's fine but the rest meh
0: yeah time child so i just realized boys and girl uh that we have <laughs> hit quite uh quite a lengthy episode at this point so i think we're going to have to be calling it here but i think we had some good discussion about final fantasy and alphas tonight so think we're going to be ending it here um thanks everybody for listening uh we have various social media uh you can find us at the joypad pod i believe on t- joypad pod joypad pod on twitter and facebook and instagram i believe even too nailed so it who knows what we're going to post there so appreciate that
3: and my um, and we might, no. might do some other Senga. things coming up soon too
0: oh yes we're also on myspace So you can be in our instagram.
3: coveted top eight
0: <laughs> and tom of course
2: <laughs> All right, not this Tom. Not
1: my not Space. this
0: Tom, the developer of MySpace Tom, and maybe this Tom too. If you're really nice to me, you can be my friend on MySpace. Ooh. How nice of you! All righty, everybody. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Stay Wait.
2: joyful. Oh, that's <laughs> right.
1: Until next week, yeah. stay joyful. Next week. Stay joyful.